Have you ever seen a dead body? Have you ever seen a dead body on social media? Don't actually answer that. This isn't about snuff films. As much as we can agree to disagree or agree to agree that Draymond Green is annoying as a Grizzlies fan, perhaps, uh, very good at being a pest on the field, much like Dylan Brooks, in the latest round of Draymond Green against Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green might have won the battle. What will Dylan Brooks do to try to win the war? Via we'll talk knockout. about that on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your co-host, Joe Mullinax. So wonderful to be able to say co-host because DeMichael Cole is with me, the, the dynamic duo, back riding together again. And we're so glad that you're with us on this Thursday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. We are proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out over on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. We've had another solid week over there, DeMichael. I don't know yeah. if you've seen that or not, but we've had another good week on YouTube. The show continues to grow, and DeMichael and I are very grateful for that. So keep checking us out, making us a part of your Memphis Grizzlies at NBA content consumption experience. DeMichael. DeMichael. DeMichael, my friend. Oh, it, it was bad. It was I, bad, I, you it know, was we, bad we, Joe. DeMichael and I message back and forth on an almost daily basis. What are we going to talk about the next time we're together, figuring out our schedules? He's busy, obviously, especially at night with covering the Grizzlies and games. I'm busy during the day because of my day job, you know. So DeMichael and I talk pretty regular. And then the Draymond Green podcast drops. Mm -hmm. And I can't say exactly what DeMichael said back because it's a family-friendly show. Not to <laughs> put you on blast, my partner. Uh, but Draymond Green drops this just complete and total it was almost like eight mile like b rabbit mm. at the end of eight mile just completely mm. destroying you know i know everything this man is about to say against me line uh, by and, line and he, bar by bar but he did it like in the inverse right he flipped it like mm. literally everything bad you could say about dylan brooks except maybe yeah. i don't think he talked about his shooting numbers <laughs> but he i think the biggest line and again it goes along with the uh with the, the trash talk relationship going into Grizzlies Warriors tonight, the biggest line for me, DeMichael, mm. uh, was the reality of him saying, or the potential reality, of the Grizzlies dynasty starts after you, mm. not with you. Now, mm. I took that as a Grizzlies person that Draymond Green is predicting an NBA championship next season <laughs> because you and I, especially me, in fairness, I don't want to put words in your mouth, I have stood on the chair for for Dylan Brooks and said I would pay him $80 million over four years. That looks really bad right now. Oh, it, it looks really bad right now. How Dylan Brooks has played. But at the time, when the Grizzlies are winning, it looked a lot smarter than it currently does. I'm not going to back away from it because I'm not that guy that flip-flops. But I would not be surprised at this stage if Dylan Brooks is not a Memphis Grizzly in six months. All that being said, I took it as Draymond predicting an NBA championship for the Memphis Grizzlies in the not-too-distant uh, future. Uh, but that that line, again, you said it before we started recording to Michael, there might be a fight 
in this game tonight between Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks because Draymond Green went in on DB. Yeah, and first before I get to that, Joe, look, I we we all know you like to stand on your points, and but but look, Joe, sometimes it's okay. It's look, just say sixty million now. You you we we can work oh, with you. Oh, we can, if we you're can allowing let you knock me, if you're allowing me to edit the number, yeah, I think I would probably go because he. As much as people would rag on Dylan Brooks, yeah. he's gonna make eighteen million dollars somewhere. Like that's going to happen. I, I I'm I'm not. I'm I'll telling give you fifteen. You now. I, I don't think eighteen is okay. I'll... I'm between fifteen and eighteen million dollars. And there's gonna be okay. people in the comments on YouTube that are gonna say they wouldn't give Dylan Brooks fifteen million dollars. He's definitely getting fifteen million dollars from somebody. Like if Tyus Jones is making fifteen million dollars, and I know Tyus has played well these last couple of games. Yeah. Look at Tyus Jones's numbers has not been the strongest season, especially when he's a reserve for Tyus Jones. As a starter, he's been fantastic. As a reserve, not so much. So if Tyus Jones is making 15 mil, Dylan Brooks is making around that, all right? Um, I, I think I would like to, to go, if I'm being given the opportunity, three years, 45 to 50 million. There we have it. Would be, I think that's more what I would, what I would like to say. Um, there, and I'd go a little it. bit higher if I had to, but... Anyway, um, yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity to edit that. Now, and now that we you have, are you are a kind and generous co-host. And and now you heard it, locked on Grizzlies viewers. You, you don't have to <laughs> to come at Joe in two months uh talking about 80 million dollars and things like that. But with all that being said, Draymond Green versus Dylan Brooks. For one, it's an unfair fight. This isn't you don't you don't flex your four championship rings and your defensive player of the year trophy on a guy who prides himself on defense. That's not nice. That's like the kid, you know, <laughs> that's like the that's kid. Not nice. No, it's not nice. You 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 think about it like this, you know, it's, there's two kids, right? And and you both really like ice cream and, and, and you're you're fortunate enough where you can go buy, you know, the most expensive ice cream and that Ooh, kid wants it. A lot of he's that. working. He's working hard, right? He's working hard. That kid is Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, he has a day job. He's working hard to get that defensive player of the year. And Draymond Green is just like that little kid is like, nah, nanny, boo-boo, you can't get oh, this. Like, man. it's mean, Joe. It's, it's mean. Nice. But you know what? But you know what? Some people will say Dylan Brooks did this to himself. Uh, Dylan Brooks uh, is one who is not ashamed to say however he feels in any given moment. Uh, it's not like Draymond is going at some quiet family man who right. never says anything in the media. No, this is Dylan Brooks. Uh, the matter of fact, he was responding line Correct. by line to everything that this man said. And you got it right. The most notable thing was the part about the dynasty starting after Dylan Brooks leaves. And oh, if you're Dylan Brooks is the longest tenured Grizzlies player, man. You you hear that? I'm just thinking about myself. If I'm a player on the team, oh, yeah. I'm a starter. I hear that. That guts me. Like, you can try to heck all tough. Uh, I don't care what these guys say. But when you're peer, NBA players have told me all the time, all the way back since I was in Philly, one thing that I've learned, even when I covered NFL players, when your peer gives a strong opinion like that, you feel it. When the fans say you suck and, oh, you can't play man-to-man -man mm -hmm. defense, you can't make shots, uh, you don't care. You, you've never played at this level. You don't know what you're talking about. When someone, like, Draymond Green, a former defensive player of the year, says that basically you are the person holding the team back from winning the championship, and he has four of them. So he knows a thing about championships. That's tough, Joe. That's tough, but 
uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. <laughs> yeah, it just got a lot more interesting. And we'll talk more about the game later on in the show, obviously. Uh, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch unfold. And, you know, the, the interesting thing you fairly point out that it was in response to an interview that Dylan gave, right? Draymond kind of got poked yeah. first. Yeah, I know you know Don't this, but, just, but 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 at the same time, if we know anything about Dylan Brooks, it's not like he's oh. like, oh, Draymond, you got me. I he's guess coming. I'm going to stop talking now. No, Dylan Brooks is going to double down. Dylan Brooks fears nothing. Maybe he should. We'll be talking tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be talking tomorrow about what he says back. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Or what he does. Like, again, That's like you and I were talking about before the show started going. If we, if you and I were playing pickup ball and somebody said something like that to us in the middle of the game, like we might have to fight, like right then and there. Like, there's not, you don't, you you gotta get a chest bump, a shoulder bump, or something, and that sort of stuff. So maybe that won't really happen here, but there's, there's gotta be something, right? There's gotta be. There might be like a Draymond Green, Dylan Brooks match at WrestleMania in six, in in four weeks. And Draymond is. Yeah, Draymond is one of those smartest guys. You know, we think of oh, yeah. IQ. He knows exactly Ooh. what he's doing. There might be a part of his brain somewhere deep in there where he's just thinking levels above most of us. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I know he has 16 technicals, and he's trying his hardest not to get that 17th and that 18th and get suspended more games. Let me let me test them out. Because now I'm thinking, how in the world does Dylan Brooks not get a technical I- in this game? I mean, it, there will be a point where they're guarding each other. And Dylan Brooks, you know anything about Dylan Brooks? That shot's going to go up. And if he makes it, it's going to be hard for me to believe Dylan Brooks will just turn his head and run back on the other end. I haven't seen it. There's no way. And if he misses it, it'll be hard for me to believe Draymond will just go bloop, right back up the court. And, you know, that's – it's going to be hard – I'll be mildly surprised, depending on how the game goes. Of course, game flow will determine some things. But mm-hmm. if this is a close game down to the wire, I'd be very surprised if Dylan Brooks keeps you know, it cool enough where he doesn't get that technical whistle. If there was a prop bet on FanDuel, official betting partner of uh, Locked On Grizzlies, there's a prop bet on FanDuel for t- uh, the likelihood of a technical from Dylan Brooks, I think I'm taking the over on the technical. Mm. I think it's coming. I I, I hope I'm wrong because Dylan – even though, again, we can talk more about the future of Dylan Brooks on future episodes of Lockdown Grizzlies. But I, I think that, you know, that's that's going to – the biggest, toughest insults, even when you're just talking trash with someone, like uh, they have a hint of truth. They have a hint of truth. And I think at this stage, given how Dylan has especially played on the offensive end, mm-hmm. there might be a, a smidge of truth in there that might uh, set Dylan over the edge. We'll see how it goes tonight against – the Warriors, and we'll preview that game later on in the show. But coming up next, we're going to take a look at reasons for optimism. It's been a pretty down and dark place on Grizzlies Twitter, uh, over at Bluff City Media, and our Discord. And I know DeMichael talking with folks. It's been a, a a rough few days here, so we're going to look for reasons to be optimistic here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Nissan. And I'm going to be honest with you. DeMichael and I were talking about who's going to be the electric player of the week. At first, I nominated myself because I stayed up late for both of these games. You could ask DeMichael. I was like, I'm washed. I'm old. I can't do this anymore. Like, I have to go to sleep. I stayed up for both of these games, did the Locked On Nows over on social media, and I watched them collapse twice on national television. 
as I wanted to sleep. So I wanted to nominate myself for the most electric player of the week uh, from Nissan. But DeMichael and I, cooler heads prevailed. We decided on Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones has really impressive performance as a starter this season, like we talked about, really helped keep the Grizzlies in both the Clippers and the Lakers games in Los Angeles. It was an electric performance from him, especially from three. That 20-point quarter that he had against the Clippers in the third quarter was massive. It was fierce. And his game is so elegant when he's really going and he feels it. And he just has a real kind of rhythm with the game itself. It's a lot of fun to watch. And it's a a really cool skill set that he delivers when he's on. And it's the same kind of thing with the Nissan Aria. It's the perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. We're going to be positive here. We're going to look at hope on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies coming up next. Stay with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your co-host, Joe Moanax, joined by the wonderful, the talented, the very suave, the never tired, always able to stay up late, to Michael Cole over at the Commercial Appeal, covering the Memphis Grizzlies as their beat writer for that publication. Uh, I wrote over at my new spot that I'm a Mm -hmm. Grizzlies columnist, Bluff City Media, and you should be a subscriber to Bluff City Media. If you're not already, what are you doing? The AAC tournament is starting. We cover the Memphis Tigers better than anybody. Obviously, Grizzly Bear Blues has now become part of Bluff City Media. So you can join today, 10-day free trial, get all the insider qualities, look for a reason to get an annual subscription. And if you get an annual subscription, use the promo code Mullinex. Help your boy out and uh, become an insider and check out my work and the great work of Parker Fleming and so many other folks over at Bluff City Media. Now that Grizzly Bear Blues, which I have kind of rejoined, uh, technically I work for Bluff City Media, but GBB is a part of that now. Anyway, check out our work, bluffcitymedia.co. My latest piece that dropped on Wednesday focused on Emily Dickinson. And every once in a while, DeMichael, I, I get into my bag of poetry. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a softie at heart. I'm a poet, oh, okay. if, if you didn't know it. And Emily Dickinson has a poem about hope. And it's a poem that talks a lot about, you know, even in the darkest times, the worst storms, hope you can hear. It it compares it to a bird. And, you know, you can hear the the song of hope and hope never asks anything of you. It's free and it can be freeing at the same time. And that just really spoke to me uh, because in the darkness that was the last several days, for the Memphis Grizzlies, both on and off the floor. Like in a normal situation to Michael, Brandon Clark blowing out his Achilles would be a massive story. Like that is a really important thing that we have. I know you've talked about it a little bit. I've talked about it a little bit. You could do an entire episode about how that is a nightmare for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, And it's a nightmare for Brandon Clark in terms of what he does well as a basketball player. But because of the John Morant stuff, it just has kind of been pushed to the back burner. So I would make the argument that this was the worst road trip in the history of the Grizzlies franchise. I'm sure they've had worse win and loss differentials, but in terms of what they've lost beyond just wins and losses, uh, I I was inspired to try to find some hope. So I, I think that there are reasons to be optimistic about this team. We talked about Tyus Jones a moment ago with the Nissan Aria read, the idea of him being, a better starting point guard uh, than he is a reserve point guard. 
we talked about, you know, Stephen Adams eventually returning. Maybe you have a little bit more insight on that that we can talk about throughout the show. He's out again for tonight's game against the Warriors. Um, but Adams will eventually be back. There has to be something that we can latch on to, that fans can latch on to, to feel optimistic about a team that, you know, a month ago, we thought maybe could catch the Denver Nuggets for the number one seed in the Western Conference. And now, if you look at the standings, the Sacramento Kings have, for the moment, gone past the Grizzlies for the number two seed. Memphis is just trying to keep a home playoff series at this point. It's a, it's a drastic difference. I was looking at it. It was January 17th, Joe. January 17th, the Grizzlies were 30 and 13. The Denver Nuggets were 30 and 13. At that mm. point, it was, wow, well, they still have a game against the Nuggets. And they have a chance to overtake the Nuggets. Now, no chance. Zero chance. That's done. Zero, zero chance. That's done. And now, Sacramento Kings, a team that's good at home and on the road. A historically great offense. Like, literally the best offense in NBA history as of this recording. Yeah, Mike Brown, baby. And then, on top of that, those KD plus Suns. Uh, they're they're lurking behind you as well. And John Morant, you know, we'll talk more about it, but John Morant out at least for the next four games. All of that is notable uh, when you think about where the Grizzlies stand right now. Uh, there are positives, there are negatives, right? And it's just like it is with every situation. Uh, Xavier Tillman, I will say this. To his credit, we talk about how big of a Brandon, uh, loss Brandon Clark is. Big loss. Don't get me wrong when I say this. But if you go from the point where Stephen Adams got hurt until Brandon Clark got hurt, you can make a strong argument, a very strong argument, that Xavier Tillman played better than Brandon Clark over that stretch. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that completely. Exactly. So uh, now that with that being the case, you know, Stephen Adams eventually be back. We'll clean up some of these things, right? And we talk about all these missed sites. And it's funny. Because Stephen Adams, when you think about any time he's asked, Joe, you've heard it. Ask him, how, why, how are you such a good, you know, offensive rebounder? How, why, how were you able to get so many offensive rebounds? And he always jokingly says, well, uh, it's because, you know, uh, we miss a lot of shots. It just means we're missing too many <laughs> shots. And, and, you know, my dad used to say, there's truth in every joke. And now we're seeing the truth. And my dad also used to say, what makes you laugh makes you cry. <laughs> It made us laugh for a while, Stephen Adams, yeah. you know, and now everyone's like, oh, please, when is he coming back? We've seen the fan base ask for more clarity, right? You know, uh, we've talked about it time and time again. When when guys get to five on five, usually uh, within a week, you know, Danny Green's case, case was a little bit different, but usually within a week, they're back. But uh, with this right PCL, a uh, knee sprain, all I can add there is the last step for him it's some medical testing things. Uh, that's what we know at this point. I don't know exactly what the medical test is that he has to pass, but the Grizzlies aren't going to play him until he passed those tests. Uh, we've seen him run at practices and stuff like that, run, you know, the the little uh, the stairwell thing and all that. And he looks physically like he's well on his way. But the Grizzlies, again, we've seen it time and time again whether it was Jaron Jackson Jr., Zaire Williams, uh, John Morant, Desmond Bain. You know how this medical staff works, Joe. They take their time, and they make sure. 
And as we've talked about over the course of this season, when guys have had knee soreness, thigh soreness, shoulder soreness, and they've missed games, they're playing the long game. Taylor Jenkins has made that very clear. Uh, we saw this team break down in the playoffs last season. They have a goal in mind to be fully healthy, playing their best basketball around that time. And that goal is still achievable at this point. It is still achievable at this point. We just we live in a in an instant gratification society, right? Oh yeah, social media, much, baby. Very much what our uh, society has become. I think you're exactly right that the Grizzlies have done well enough that it's not like they're going to fall out of the playoffs, right? Like they're almost certainly not going to fall out of the top six teams. You know, worst case, if they've lost ten games in a row or something, mm -hmm. they'd likely still be the sixth seed, right? Uh, so. I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. But the point I'm trying to make is there's reasons for hope in terms of Tyus, Xavier Tillman. That front court depth is massively important. Yeah, uh, it, it helps now, right? Maybe you depend on Santi Aldama a little more than you'd like to in a playoff series now. But at the same time, it, you have that depth, and there is the eventual return of not just Stephen Adams, but John Morant, his uh, suspension or his time away from the team, however you want to phrase it extended to four games. We're going to talk more about that and preview Grizzlies Warriors next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by everybody's favorite delicious treat without all the fat and calories, Built Bar. I'm still working on getting ready for my 10K next month, and I'm still trying to cut a few of those holiday pounds. Yeah. I'm trying to do it with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. They have 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, which is my personal favorite. It tastes like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. We're talking 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And you don't have to wait around. You can still go to Built.com and place your order there right now. But if you want to get them even faster, you can go to your local Walmart. You can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate, coconut puffs, or if you're really hungry, you can go to your local Sam's Club, get a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. Thank to Michael and I later. Check out Built Bar. You won't regret it. Mm. We're talking Grizzlies Warriors and the expansion of the John Morant time away from the team next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. We are finishing up our Thursday show. DeMichael Cole and I, so excited to be back with him, of course. Uh, the show's just better when DeMichael and I are together, and we're going to do our very best to make that happen again for the Friday episode, taking a look at the result of Grizzlies Warriors looking ahead to the weekend for Memphis. So make sure you're checking out Friday's show as well. I'm going to see how not washed I can be, and we can make it happen for Friday's show too. But we're here on Thursday still, and we're looking at Grizzlies Warriors. And this could have been, DeMichael, in theory, Again, going back to the bad weekend that we're trying to get out of our minds, this could have been John ja Morant's return. But yeah. you and I talked earlier in the week, and other people have said it too. We would have been stunned if Ja was coming mm -hmm. back today. It's not surprising that he's not. The Grizzlies announced on Wednesday that they're expanding his time away from the team for another four games. You would know more about this than me, DeMichael. That kind of, in my mind, lines up with an NBA investigation, right? Colorado police came out, said that there's no crime that's going to be uh, charged against John ja Morant. They've completed their part of the investigation. Just to me, it makes sense. Whatever the NBA decides to do, it gives them roughly a, a week to 10 days to kind of figure that out. Um, that, that just makes sense in my mind. Maybe you can correct me on that. Uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. 
So that's no jaw, obviously, tonight. You mm-hmm. are still without Steven Adams. But beyond yep. that, the team looks essentially the same as it did against the Lakers, right? Roughly the same kind of pieces. Golden State is only missing Andrew Wiggins, who's been out for an extended period of time with his own personal matter that he's dealing with. So Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, who we talked about earlier in the show, uh, those guys, Jordan Poole, the Poole Party is making an appearance at FedEx Forum on national TV on this Thursday night coming up. Um, what are you looking for from this game in terms of Memphis? Obviously, the Warriors struggle on the road. That's been well documented. The Grizzlies, for all their struggles themselves, remain one of the NBA's best home teams. This could be a kind of rally the troops, get a much-needed victory, and feel good about yourself for the first time in a while. Uh, but it's not going to be easy. Joe, let's let's be frank. You can't lose this game. It's you, as close you, to a must-win as you could have. You, 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 you can't lose this game. Golden State, Golden State sucks on the road. <laughs> They're really bad <laughs> I, on the road. I, I, I mean, and when I say they suck, we're talking – Seven and twenty-five. This is Orlando. This is Houston Rockets. San Antonio mm-hmm. Spurs bad. Yeah, on the road. Bad. This is the twenty-seventh worst road record in the NBA. They don't win <laughs> games on the road. Uh, the Grizzlies. Yeah, you're without Jaw, but guess what? I think without Jaw, you should still be better than teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Portland Blaze, other teams who have beaten Golden State at home <laughs> on their floor. Uh, so with that being said, this is still a game that you should win. Why is Golden State so bad on the road? A lot of people may ask. What, what is it? Defensively, they mm-hmm. are, they are you know, abysmal in those situations. And with that being said, uh, the Grizzlies' offense, the way we've seen them play, remember, the Tyus Jones, was it the Tyus Jones' first start? I think it was game game five it was when mm-hmm. the Grizzlies went bonkers someone someone asked the question when the last time the Grizzlies played a home game against Golden State without John Moran it was a blowout it was a beatdown Tyus Jones started that game the ball was moving Jaron Jackson Jr. feasting I think that was the game where Draymond said we had no answer for Jaron Jackson Jr. and they made the switch in game six uh, to put Draymond Green on them, and then they did have an answer. But all those things considered, there is, you know, a, a method. There is a blueprint to beating Golden State in this situation. The Grizzlies have done it before. They can win this game. I think they should win this game simply because Golden State doesn't win on the road. The Golden State has lost seven consecutive road games. How bad would it look for the Grizzlies to be the team after they've already lost two games to Golden State? After Draymond Green, you know, as, as a teammate, let's, we haven't talked about that perspective of this situation. As a teammate, yeah. if you hear someone get on your teammate like that, your longest tenured Grizzlies player, oh, I'm going hard for him tomorrow. You're not trying to let Draymond Green double down on that after tomorrow. You You go hard and you fight for your teammate. And that's what they should do tomorrow. It's it it would look bad to me. And some people may think, oh, DeMarco, you're over exaggerating. It's just, you know, one game. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I'm thinking of the optics. I'm thinking of this guy comes to Memphis, strategically posts this podcast right before mm-hmm. the game against the Grizzlies and talks down one of your starters, basically says he's not a championship player after 
multiple teammates on his teams have backed him up saying they could win with him. Now y'all got to show it. Y'all got to show it. Y'all got to back him up. Y'all got to back Dylan Brooks up. And Golden State is not good in these situations. No. So you you got to win this game to me, Joe. That's that's how I'm looking at it. I agree with you completely. And I was going to say it if you didn't say it. So we're, <laughs> on, we're on the same plane like we normally are. Every once in a while we disagree on Dylan yeah, Brooks' yeah. contract. But um, <laughs> I, I agree with you completely. To me, if you want to show what Dylan Brooks means to this team, you do exactly what you just said. Yeah. You go out there and you play your ass off because Draymond Green just gave you the ultimate bulletin board material. Mm. And again, I, I don't Dylan started it, right? Like I'm not weeping tears over here for Dylan yeah. Brooks. He he poked the bear and he got a response oh. that he probably deserved to get. So I'm I'm not feeling bad for Dylan Brooks in that way. But when you are in this situation, and we've talked about throughout this episode, the difficult week that this organization has had, you have underachieved to this point, right? Over the last month or so, it's been a rough, especially the last couple of weeks. It's been rough, right? You have a, a here's an opening. This guy just went out and completely destroyed somebody that, again, like you said, you talk all the time about how important he is and how much he means to you. Mm-hmm. Talk is cheap. This is a time where in front of your home crowd and kudos to Grizzlies fans, as long as they come out and play hard, nobody's going to get behind this team more than Memphis will. Yep. I think it's going to be a wonderful atmosphere. At least I, if you're going to the game tonight, make it a wonderful atmosphere for these guys because they need some positive energy and some positive vibes. They can come out with, as long as they play their tails off, the, 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 uh, the forum is going to be behind them. They're going to have that support, and they got to back their guy. This is somebody that they talk about how important he is to them, how much he matters. Like you said, the longest-tenured Grizzly to this stage. You have to – this has to be the line in the sand. This has to be that Braveheart Mel Gibson moment where you're just going to go into battle yelling like a crazy person, and you let out all those frustrations, and you let out all that anger that these guys feel. If you can't – get up for that. I'm not saying I'm going to be, I'm not going to say the season's over if they lose this game. Cause it's not, it's one game out of 82, but if they don't show up, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah. It, it'll be notable. Uh, remember the last golden state game, the last two, one, you get beat on Christmas. The other, you get beat on rivalry week uh, in the last seconds you know, yes, there was a legal stream, Clay Thompson three, uh, all that stuff. But you were winning by, I think, double digits in that fourth quarter, at least seven or eight points. They had over a 90 percent win probability rate at one point in that fourth quarter. And you lost that game to the point where you were so embarrassed. John Morant and Dylan Brooks didn't want to speak to media in the locker room after that game. Mm-hmm. This is the this is a redemption. You got two games against the team remaining starting now. Uh, this is your chance to redeem some things. And this is also a chance. We know how Warrior wins roll off here. You beat the Warriors, that might be the start of some momentum in Memphis. A reason to back up the hope that we were talking about a little while ago. So, again, Memphis support these guys. They had a hell of a week. Go out, support them, give them a good cheer. And, again, in Memphis, if you play your tail off 99% of the time, unless your name's Nick Calathis or something like that, people have your back. Uh, so, or, or, or Jeff Green, you know, that type. 
Um, two guys that I unironically loved during their time in Memphis, but I digress. Makes total sense if you've been following uh, the, the, the career of myself. <laughs> Thanks for making Lockdown Grizzlies your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Lockdown Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Lockdown NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned a little while ago, I'm going to do my best. DeMichael obviously has to work the game, but it's a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier start tonight over on, I think, TNT. Yep, uh, TNT. So, yep. So I'm gonna maybe drink a coffee, get a Red Bull, zero sugar, of course. I'm watching my figure, like I mentioned earlier during the Bill Bar <laughs> read. And uh maybe I'm gonna do my best to make it happen to uh to give us a dynamic duo episode talking about Grizzlies Warriors and more on the Friday show of Lockdown Grizzlies. Let's hope that there's some positivity going into the weekend, Michael. We'll see. Uh it's been a it look uh, positivity. Uh, it just it it almost feels like a fairy tale thing right now with the way mm-hmm. the, the the thing you know uh, it's been tough it's been tough times you, you you said that that was arguably the toughest road trip in Grizzlies history and any other time I would have thought like wait 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 a minute let me think about some things here but uh, with the way that things went you're right on track so they could use some positive news uh, for sure and beating Golden State. Is one of those things that kind of can ease the pain really well. Opportunity for a rallying cry kind of win. Let's see if the Grizzlies can pull one out. They are currently uh, an underdog, I believe, over on FanDuel. I think they're one point not, or one point five point underdogs, which is within one possession. That's kind of a toss up. So, yep. uh, I think it should be a good game, a competitive game. Hopefully, Memphis is able to pull it out. Thank you so much for making us part of your Grizzlies experience. Make sure you're subscribing, rating, reviewing, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're liking and commenting as well over on our YouTube channel, our YouTube videos. Thank you so much for helping our show continue to grow. It is much appreciated. For the wonderful DeMichael Cole, I am Joe Mullinax. We, can't believe I'm committing to this, I need to go buy some Red Bulls. We'll see you on Friday. <laughs> Until then, stay locked in. This is Lockdown Grizzlies.